Uh, fact, I can run a mile in under nine minutes. Fact. <laughs> Physically, I could also do that. Which is impressive, considering how short your legs are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Echo Chamber. Back with us this week is Adam Altman. Hey. And drum roll, please, Pierce Conway. What's up? And as always, I'm your host, Russell McBride. We're going to start off the week with a pretty lit new segment. Um, I don't even know what to call it other than Conway might be an old person. Any any other suggestions for the name of this segment? I disagree with the name of the segment, <laughs> but I accept my fate. Yeah, so how about that weather, Conway? There it how is. About how that about weather? that weather? Go for <laughs> it. That is my favorite thing to say when conversation dies down and it's become awkward and you don't know whether you should leave, but you don't you feel too awkward to leave. You just throw in how about that weather, which is a slight acknowledgement that you've reached an awkward point in the conversation. But also, like, you have an opinion on the weather. It's true. Everyone does. Yeah. And you get a laugh eighty to ninety percent of the time I found according to studies <laughs> conducted by myself. <laughs> so I just wanna take a step back. Let's before we look at where we are now, let's look at where we were. And where we were at the beginning of the summer was, as we all did, we busted out the Farmer's Almanac for 2020-2021. And we saw that the predictions for the uh, Southeast, got, a, got an <laughs> ad here, uh, Farmer's Almanac does not believe very strongly in their website. They're, it's really a hard copy kind of thing and I misplaced my hard copy. So I'm trying to navigate their website. So we're looking at the long range weather forecast and it predicted that it would be a sweltering July, uh, which I think that. we can all vouch for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it said that the sweltering would continue through August, that it would be very thundery. I don't know if that part, that was the <laughs> exact. They described it as thundery? Is that a meteorological term? Uh, it is a farmer's almanac term because you know, you know when your ears start to ring a little bit and it's feeling a bit thundery out? That's I think that's what they were going for there. So I don't, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Thundery. Thundery. So the two words that they used on their graphic were oppressive and thundery. Ooh. Like the heat was oppressive? The heat was oppressive. I'm going to give you all a hot take here on the Farmer's Almanac. Hot take. Hot take. We got a hot take nice. this summer. Farmer's Almanac equal to horoscopes. Come at me. No, Conway, you're going to have to prove him wrong here because the almanac is actually quite accurate. So let, let's I'm keep... sorry. I could have said for the past no, no, five no. years that it's going to be hot in July and no, August you gotta listen in Raleigh, to North Carolina. He's got Carolina. some more truth bombs to, to launch Let, at you. Drop the truth bombs. Okay. All right, so let's look at this. It says, before things should calm down during July and August. Okay, that's not a great start because <laughs> there were some storms there. But before ramping up again in mid-September with a tropical storm threat along the Gulf Coast. Hold on, what's the date, guys, that we're recording this on? September 17th. And what is going on right now? I believe that there is a tropical storm in Alabama as we speak. Hold on, hold on, so you're saying the Farmer's Almanac correctly looked down the tunnel of time and said there's gonna be a hurricane in the middle of hurricane season somewhere where hurricanes tend to make landfall in the U.S. Yeah, they Therefore, would. 
they're different than the horoscopes. No. They looked at their data and they knew that it was going to happen right now. I'm siding with Conway on this. They are eerily accurate, almost on a yearly basis. But they're they're making predictions based on reality. Okay, what's another truth bomb, Conway? He needs it. Uh, let's see. Let's look at that 2020 Canadian summer forecast yeah. and see how that's played out. Slightly cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it does say mm, hot average precipitation, which we all know uh, along the Newfoundland area that that was true. It was sultry with normal precipitation. So I, I'm just... I'm going to drop in here because I just feel like I need to drop in here and give this statistic here. The Farmer's Almanac quotes about 80% accuracy on their forecasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reality cites 52% accuracy on their forecasts. So just going to drop that truth bomb in there for y'all's consumption. What do you mean reality cites? Uh, Reality is in like how they've actually performed in their forecasts. Yeah, but is that from the fake news far left or is that... (laughs) Why do you assume the far left has it out for the almanac? Well, because Could they're be the trying right. to push the climate change agenda, obviously. Oh, my gosh. And they're changing the farmer's almanac's climate. Okay, right, keep, so keep it up, Connor. Let's, let's go one up. more. They predicted that it would be two words, three words, sizzling and bone dry in the West. What do we see happening right now on the West Coast? I believe a massive wildfire in California. Yeah, and so they, they predicted it. There is no history of wildfires every single year in California. So question here. Is there anything <laughs> in the farmer's almanac about a gender reveal? Well, no, but that's not the point. They're just going they're playing off the data and the the, the probability issues. All right, so nothing about a gender reveal, but there are five tips for fishing in the rain. Let me give you those five. One, you should wear appropriate clothing. When fishing in wet weather, wearing the right clothes is important. Quality waterproof gear makes a difference between being comfortable or miserable. This is some hard-hitting journalism. Two, check the tides. During storms, the tides are higher and rainwater builds up on shore. You do not want to be swept out into the lake, ocean, inlet, or spillway. Mm-mm. The outflow will turn up bait and the fish will be waiting to feed. Are, are you going to read all of these? Three, fish before the storm. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> not during the storm. Uh, we all watched Outer Banks this summer and we know that that doesn't work. Didn't watch it. Use colorful fishing lures, number four. What are we... When selecting artificial baits, consider bright colors and tackle that makes noise. Okay, so. I think we're going to move on. Yeah, so, I think this so is time. Whether or not uh, first. this confirmed nor denied your views on the Farmer's Almanac, you can always uh, look to the echo chamber for uh, the hot takes on your popular culture forecast books. I'm just saying, Farmer's Almanac is where I will go if I want a long view prediction. Yeah, I would. They got their 2021 uh, forecast out already. I recommend the print edition. As I said, the website is full of ads. So, so you heard it here first. If you're trying to figure out whether or not August next year is going to be hot, Altman's and Conway no, think you should look at the farmers. No, there's almanac. a difference between hot, sweltering, oppressive. There's variations there. You're right. So. The adjective sultry. we use to describe sultry. August sultry. next year will definitely change our perspective. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. It's been a little while since we've done this, um, but we just want to give a quick update about online learning. So how's it going? What are your thoughts? Uh, The county's kind of announced plans to hopefully bring kids back in some form or another. How are you guys feeling? What are you thinking? Okay, this bites, right? And it's getting worse every week. Um, So I think the question we need to ask is, should the kids come back? What do you guys think? Yes, absolutely. 
online education. Yeah, I, I think they should have the choice. If they want to be here, they should be able to be here. That is my, my opinion. Um, I have a lot of kids who are really struggling with the online format. In addition to myself struggling with the online format, even though I consider myself to be relatively tech savvy. And despite his views on the Farmer's Almanac, he's actually pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think he was not. I, I think uh, I, I want kids to be back, but maybe I'm more cautious in my thinking. I have a hard time saying, yes, they should be back. Because in my head, I know all the logistics that's going to be required of teachers and the schools and the county to pull this off. Sometimes I look at that and I just think, is it possible? Like, I want the kids back, but are the logistics behind doing it possible? Yeah, so, like, I, I, with um, schools that have opened and had to close again, or even the universities, like, I was, I, I, I take issue with the idea that, oh, if, a, if there's an outbreak, we have to close. Like, there's going to be some sort of COVID outbreak. Um, they should be planning uh, plans for that other than, well, we're just going to go back to remote. So, because I, I, I'm of the opinion that, I mean, obviously we have to stop COVID. I get that. But we've managed it now. We, we have a better understanding of it, to my knowledge, that makes it less dangerous. Again, and what Conway said, the, the ones who are at risk... Um, they should definitely have that ability to stay home. But for me, like, we don't need to be as afraid of it anymore. And so we should develop contingency plans for when there's an outbreak or whatever it is that we can deal with that without just having to say, oh, let's just shut it all down again. Sure. And it seems like the science is saying, even without a vaccine, if you wear a mask, if you wash your hands, use hand sanitizer regularly, if you keep your distance from people, for the most part, it's, it's not going to spread rapidly. Yeah, and I, and I think they're, like, also, like, we don't want to be in the room for extended periods of times because, you know, the aerosols and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, can we develop a schedule that can bring all the kids back that want to come back in a safe and orderly way? I, I think that's what they should be looking at. But I'm with you, McBride, that the logistics put forward in some of these Plan Bs Man, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. It will definitely be very confusing and a lot of work, but right now is also confusing with a lot of work. And so that's where I think if we just start doing it and figure out, like, yes, it will be a giant, like, pain to make all of these things work, but I think at the end it will um, pay off for our kids. Hopefully we'll have all the policies in place that'll make it as safe as possible to be here in person. Uh, but it's like, I get the logistics side. It's just, it's also almost more frustrating to sit here and talk about it for months and months and months mm -hmm. on end without seeing a ton of headway. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I don't want the logistics to be an excuse for kids not to come back, but it, it just does seem daunting. Yeah, I mean, so, like, already, like, we as teachers are feeling overwhelmed uh, to a point that I think we've never felt. And, I mean, we are putting in hours and hours and hours upon extra of what we used to do. And we are feeling more and more miserable about the job we're doing. And so my worry is emotionally and mentally, we're exhausted already, and then you're going to dump this logistical nightmare on us. And, and the administrators at each school. I'm worried, where's the breaking point there? But the question is, you know, 
is it worth it? And so with Conway, I, yeah, I think it would be worth it because I have highly motivated students who are doing very well right now, and I and I feel very confident where they're at. But I have, we're, we're putting we're asking a lot of kids to manage their time and to uh, not cut corners uh, and manage themselves. Like that's that's asking a lot out of these kids, and I, so I think they need to be back for that reason, no matter the cost. Personally. Yeah, and I, I mean the no matter the cost statement is one that's hard. Um, well, I I ahead. know what you mean. I yeah. know what you mean. Like no matter their logistics, the time we got to put in to do it, it it would be worth it. I I think I agree. I mean I agree. Um, maybe just more cautiously. As you tend to be. Well, yes. We'll get a trial run with uh, with sports starting back on October first. So we will start our first workouts for cross country and volleyball in Wake County. And so we'll see what it's like to have students on campus to be running the health screenings, the temperature checks, the mask when you're not performing physical activity, the distancing. So it'll be a much smaller percentage of the population than we would have in regular school. And they'll be limited to groups of 50 outdoors. I think that's the current governor's limit for outdoor gatherings. So they can, can't be any bigger than 50 at a time. Well, that eliminates Green Hope's cross-country team that has 200 kids on it. Well, for our cross-country, we have about, I think, 140 signed up right now that we're interested in oh. running. Well, now I look foolish. Won't they just, uh, <laughs> aren't they going to, like, practice in pods? So, like, so they can they'll... still have large teams, but yeah. they'll practice, like... Yeah, the, the difference there is that competitions will be limited to a set number of participants, which will only be maybe in the 10 to 20 participants per school range, whereas normally you'd be able to run many more than that. What's the rules on spectators for like a cross country meet? We don't know. There are I don't think I've seen guidelines for how spectators will or will not be allowed for the first sporting yeah. event. Because those, those are normally start till November. And those are normally in like public spaces, right? It's hard to normally remember. they are. Yeah. I did yep. see in in Tennessee. I think I forget which state it was. There was a, a dad who was tweeting about how um, only one family member per participant could come to like the cross country meets. So. So, just food so for fascinating because again, these are outdoors. Outdoors isn't really the problem, as long as you're distancing, wearing a mask. Sure, but isn't that the problem? Are we potentially assuming? But people but it's it, to me, it would make sense to to regulate that, you know, especially with the mask thing. Um, and then when you're outdoors, like I, I've been to a cross country meet at Bond Park before. It's easy to distance yourself. You do it anyway because you're like, I don't want to be all up in someone's business. Like to me, it just is like. Outdoors should not be the focus. Indoors, I get it, but bring the peeps back. Well, what this will be a great trial run of having kids on campus. Uh, we have no Wake County schools have had groups of kids on campus for any sort of activity, so I'm we'll gonna, see what it what it looks like. I'm going to join the cross country. I'm going to join as a volunteer coach. I'm just going to go out there with them and run, show them how it's done. Oldman's trying to get paid for his cardio health after school. No, he volunteered. Yeah, I'm volunteering. If you say you volunteer, it's it's binding. You can you can you, you must do paid. it, and you can't get paid. All right, moving on. Uh, Conway has warned us to stay away from politics. Um, just as an FYI, he hasn't been listening to these podcasts uh, that he was not in, but he does know enough to know that we're doing more boring political stuff apparently. So I'm excited about the return of football, uh, and it coincides with the NBA, which I know Conway doesn't like. I don't know where you're at on that, but. Um, so, like, any given night now, I can watch the NBA playoffs, or I could watch uh, NFL game or a college football game. 
So I'm pretty pumped about that. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yes, uh, one thought. Uh, real college football starts back in the last weekend of September. Just for anyone out there who was confused by Oltman's statement about college football starting. But if you'd like to watch real SEC football, you can tune in at the end of September. And I'm sure Oldman's right now is Googling the date of NC State's first game so well, he can claim that as when That's this Saturday, starts. and it's not that I have high hopes for it. But I just wanted to point out, though, the real real NCAA football that he's referring to is um, Tennessee. So I was going to try and look up what are their records over the last decade. I'm currently looking up the exact same thing. 1998 national champions, uh, 2001 competitors for the SEC championship. Uh, Maybe maybe look up how many many players do we have in the NFL right now. When were you born? Peyton Manning played for Tennessee. That's a personal question. Okay, so uh, that means after 1998. I was alive. I was alive. I think I teach people who were born after 1999. Uh, I was alive in 98. I saw right, the glory days. Let's look days. at some records. We got 8-5 and five last year. That's a pretty pretty good season. That is a like brilliant season. 5-7, and 4-8. And, and first of all, okay, we have a new Real coach. Football. We have a new coach right now. 9-4, okay. and four, good Jeremy season. Pruitt is going to bring Tennessee back to his third seat year, of prominence. This will be his third year. Yeah. And he went on a run last season. If you take a look at that record, he won like five straight games at the end of the season. Okay. So you started three and five. Okay, we play in the SEC where people play real football. It's pretty You guys hard to are on par with NC State right now. I'm just going to let you know that. In our league, where would NC State be if they were in the SEC? Oh, don't right even now? get me started on that. The <laughs> SEC were... East is hot, flaming garbage for the most part. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, first of all, UNC is terrible. Okay, thank you. I, I just need to settle Oldman's back down. We, we have a base level agreement. <laughs> All right, good. Okay, pacifying him. You don't really believe that. But on a year and in, now year combine out, against Conway. I mean, on a year in, year out basis, Tennessee has to play the mighty powerhouses of Kentucky. Alabama, Kentucky. Florida. Listen, Florida is not that good. They're, they're average at best. Yeah, they're ranked in the top ten this year. Yeah, because they always are because they're in the SEC, but they never, never rise. They just keep falling back. Georgia. Georgia is solid. I'm just uh, looking up the Farmer's Almanac long-range predictions for Tennessee football wins is low. <laughs> okay, and it's an SEC-only season, so 5-5 five and five would not be the worst, worst season we and could have. So that's year. my point, is like that's your, your positive, optimistic outlook. Like That's not real football. You're in it to win it. Yeah, I'm in it to win it. But I'm also realistic. Okay. Well, anyway. And after we win our first couple of the games, I will probably believe we can win the national championship. See, I love that these conversations are back. I love it. All right? I love that we have an NC State fan and a Tennessee fan debating who was the better football team. <laughs> okay. We're more, more Said mediocre the UNC than you. fan. <laughs> we'll see at the end of the season. You, yeah. The, the UNC fan see. which opens their mouth until it depends on how well their team is. And does. great teams in the ACC include Clemson and... Well, you've got a really solid-looking Syracuse. No one else. <laughs> and your arguments break down. Well, it's Notre just, Dame. We got Notre Dame. There's this just year. more parity for one year. There's more parity in the ACC. Well, yeah, bad teams play bad teams. That's a, that is a great point. All right, SEC is the best league. I'll give it to you. There it is. Okay. But the ACC isn't as bad as people would like to say it is. True. true. I would say you at know, least they're playing this season, unlike the Pac-12. Yeah. 
Big Ten is coming back. They're coming um, back. October 24th. Talk about peer pressure. Yeah, seriously. Vote well, to not come back, then vote to come back. So after you know, our friends come back, and just you're not To give there. the Big Ten a little a little bit of leeway, I, I saw a great tweet that commented how the Big Ten made their decision on August like 8th or August 10th, or I forgot the exact date. And then, like, 21 days later, that new 48-hour test came out with, like, 97% accuracy, yeah. which is what a lot of the leagues are using now. So in, yeah. in the Big Ten's defense, there was not a test that was going to be as helpful. Yeah, don't defend the Big Ten. They thought they, thought they ruled. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Show. I don't like any teams in yeah. the Big Ten, All but right. I'm trying to defend the, the leadership's decision. By the way, NC State said they will spend over a million dollars in testing for athletes in the fall. Wow. So that's another topic for another. That money could go but somewhere else. I've been getting a lot, every of, American, lot of letters asking for money from UNC. Every American could receive a million dollars instead. What's that? If NC State decided to distribute that money, every American could get a million dollars Oh, instead. gosh, we're going back to that. <laughs> All right, closing question for the sports section. You've got the Nuggets, Lakers, Heat, and Celtics. Who's winning the title? Uh, all I know is that LeBron plays in the NBA, so I guess I'll pick the Lakers. Okay. LeBron plays for the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Cavs are lit, right, Cudway? I'll take the uh, 96 Bulls mm. to win. I don't that's, even that's know. A really good I don't point. know if they won. Is Was, it, wasn't that the year that Michael Jordan wasn't there? It's possible. Yeah. No, no, no. Defeated the Seattle Supersonics, rest in peace, okay. in 1996. Man, I love that Sonics team. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, love it. I'm going with the Lakers, by the way. I think they're unstoppable. Knew I made a right choice. So, All right. Can we wrap up with one more segment? One more segment. All right. So this is our hip analysis. If you're an A-push with me and Conway, you know what that is. But we're changing it. A hip word that Conway has to use in a, correctly in a sentence. You ready? Let's do this. Let's the kit and caboodle. Oh, wow. I don't even know. The <laughs> I think you used that word correctly. <laughs> no, let's, let's get Everything entirely, the whole lot, the kid and caboodle. The word of the day, slaps. Slaps. Can you give me the part of speech? It is an adjective. Okay. Slaps. It's the language of origin. This is the language of origin is uh, from Montenegro. <laughs> the language of origin is from kids born after 2006. I just said a country, not a language. <laughs> Montenegronese. L- Latin. <laughs> oh, let's see. Slaps. Come on, Conway. The people are waiting. All right. When my mom tells me to take out the trash... And I don't do it exactly when she says she gives me the slaps. The slaps? The slaps. <laughs> you didn't even use slaps, right? <laughs> even the original definition. All right. It's hip. It's, you're supposed to be using it in a the hip slaps. way. I got to say that it actually, I kind of think we could change the word to something like that. To Would, the wouldn't slaps. you say these ribs slap? Yeah. Yeah. Like a slap of ribs. Like... A whole slap of ribs. Or if you make the ribs, but you undercook them, they give you the slaps. <laughs> hey, I don't want to know what kids are going to do with this new term, but I guess our closing thoughts for this week are uh, don't get the slaps. Yeah. And watch out there for that rain. Farmer's Almanac's calling for it. 
Okay. Yeah. It's slapping dogs and cats out there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week in the Echo Chamber. Thanks, uh, Altman's. Yeah, anytime. Conway. See you later. And I'm McBride. That's Raps. Raps and Slaps. Raps and Slaps. <laughs>